Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Touchdown earlier in a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Tony Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. On the far hash, looks into the end zone, throws it there. There's a man. Caught. Touchdown, Jermaine Burton, the freshman. Daniel's going to take it from the far hash, roll to the right, throw on the run, and on the turf going down. Touchdown, Pickens. His knees were already on the turf. He fell forward, cradled the football, and picks up six points. 53-and-a-half-yard drive near hash, kick right, snap, hold, kick is away. It's reaching, and it is good, good, good. Hot pot does it. All right, hot pot. Wilcox with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Welcome back. It is a, another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for professionals. Uh, you just heard our extended open, so we added it. What, what that means, Israel, is we added a few more plays in the play-by-play sequence. So um, that's uh, it's, it's a really good open. But uh, as I said, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. And joining me is a man that is uh, the head coach for this week. He's leading the Tornadoes. They're, you guys are getting getting ready for uh for spring practice right that's israel troop by the way oh, yeah oh yeah oh yeah we're um uh, we're getting ready for spring practice we kick off uh may 4th uh we're getting ready for our big spring game against Westover. So, uh there's a lot of excitement uh going on in albany right now and they're putting down a new turf uh to our practice facility uh now so um there's really big excitement going on wow it's uh i, I would just like to get turf somewhere uh, to to have it on your game field and your practice facility, that must be nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a nice change. I tell you that. Absolutely, man. I'm I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see what uh, what that means for you guys at uh, at Monroe. And uh, good luck in your in your spring game there. But uh, if you want to find us, you want to give us some feedback. You want to follow us. Find us at Believe in Dogs on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also, you can find Israel at Troopstar twenty eight on all platforms. You can find me at Coach Burton thirty six on Twitter, Burton Corey on Instagram. Give us a follow. Let us know how we're doing. Um, also. The show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Uh, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. FCS playoffs are hot and heavy. They're getting ready to start with round one here this weekend. Uh, we talked about it. If you want to listen to uh, the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast, we dove kind of deep into the uh, FCS playoffs there, so check us out there. Israel, what uh, have you seen the FCS bracket? I saw it the other day. Um, I I think I kind of like Jacksonville State, man. They're 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 up there. Um, there was somebody else who was a sleeper. I can't remember. I watched the whole thing uh, with um, with those guys when they announced it. Um, I can't. I just got off the top of my head. I can't remember. Oh, uh, is it James Madison? 
I don't think James Madison's a sleeper. I think James Madison might be the favorite to win the whole thing. Yes, um, I think that's what. Yeah, because I think that's what they were talking about. James Madison was the favorite to win it. Yeah, I think they're the uh, South Dakota State's the number one overall seed. Um, James Madison is right there behind them. Um, you yeah. know, I think it's going to be between those two. Yeah, to be the honest, Jack right? yep, the Jackrabbits. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. They just took down North Dakota State uh, regular season. Uh, North Dakota State kind of struggling there, um, but if I had to put my money on some favorites, I would go with Jackson. I would go with not Jacksonville State. They got a tough. They got a tough road. They'll. They'll. They will meet Delaware in the quarterfinals uh, if if uh, if they get there. Delaware's red, red hot. The Blue Hens and yeah, uh, they are playing very good. But, uh, you know, you have VMI who won the SOCON. That came out of nowhere. Unfortunately, they get James mm-hmm. Madison in the first round. Uh, but James Madison, I think, has the easiest route to the semifinals. Uh, they will uh, – and I think I think North Dakota State is in a really tough bracket there. They have, uh, they have Eastern Washington and Sam Houston State, uh, two, you know, two really tough games to try to, to, try to get through. Um, I mean, they got to get through Eastern Washington, which I don't think they'll do. Eastern Washington's very, very explosive. So uh, if I had to put my money on a dark horse, Israel, my dark horse would probably be Delaware, although that's not really quite the dog, dark horse. My extreme deep, deep sleeper is going to be VMI. I like that. I, I like that. I, um, I watched Delaware play Delaware State, I want to say, the other day. Um, Villanova, they, they I think. Really, was it Villanova? Yeah, well, anyways, the, I, watched, I watched the game and was, I watched one of their games. So somebody was playing and they were doing really, uh, really well. So, I mean, they not ended up just happened to turn it on the uh, selection show um, the other night. So, I'm telling you, FCS football, it's it's good now. They they put up some points, they play some defense, and they hit. Yeah, um, they do. So, don't, don't, don't let it fool you just because FCS does not mean anything. Those boys are excited and they're ready to play. So, I'm, I'm excited to see what this weekend brings. Uh, with them getting ready to start their playoffs and uh, work toward their championship sweep. Yeah, there's some good ball going on there, so you can place your bets there. Of course, if you want to bet on the NBA, I don't advise it. I, I got my one NBA bet I lost thanks to the Knicks. I thought I was betting <laughs> against the Knicks, and they screwed me. Uh, NHL, if you want to bet on NHL, good luck. Uh, but they have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place bets and free to sign up. So head head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device today. Sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Israel, uh, we talked about this. We were supposed to have the CEO on uh, for Monster Bass, but uh, that kind of fell through as well. However... We'd like to thank him as our sponsor. Um, I've had oh, yeah. quite the experiences fishing. I asked my father-in-law for uh, permission to marry his daughter, actually, while I was bass fishing. And uh, they sent us a couple T-shirts, Israel. Uh, you're getting the Mountain Dew logo, Monster Bass T-shirt. So uh, yes, that's sir. exciting. I appreciate the the logo and the, uh, and the T-shirt. You know, and trust me, I would definitely wear it. It is actually... I'm Monroe Colors, so oh, I would definitely hey. be rocking that around the school. That is even better. That's even better. So uh, that's another reason why I'm excited about our, uh, about them, Monster Bass. Monster Bass is the fun and affordable way to get best new baits from the fishing industry's top brands delivered to your door each month. Premium subscription fishing company that handpicks the best base, baits based on where you live and fish. No more guessing on which baits work. Just leave it to the pros at Monster Bass. Basically, it's like having your own personal fishing guide. 
It's like having your own Justin Leak in your pocket from Chasing the Sun. It's changing the way bass fishermen shop for baits. <laughs> They're quickly becoming the number one fishing brand of anglers everywhere. They've got the best baits from the best brands, and they've got you covered by the industry's best customer service. And I did order some stuff, and it comes in a really nice package, really nice plastic package. They they have it organized. It's a really, really great deal. I, I love it. I think you should order as well. I can't wait to put it to the test. So if you want to catch bigger bass this season, head over to monsterbass.com. Use the promo code DOGS10 to get $10 off your first box. Again, that's DOGS10, and that equals $10 off your first box. Sign up for Monster Bass now. I know, uh, I know I can't wait to use it. And I know you're fired up as well. Are you, uh, oh, yeah, are you going to order soon? I am. Um, you know, me and my father, I were just talking about it the other day. Uh, we got some, some ponds that, you know, that are on the land that we need to get some, some of the bass out of kind of overpopulating. So we're about to hit them up as soon as this cold front that y'all gave us goes away. Yeah, you're welcome. Y'all need to take this back with y'all. I don't like it whatsoever. It went from 78. 80, I mean, from 78 to 80 degrees yesterday today, it is 56 this morning when I got oh. up, and now it's like 47. Dude, right I will, we had freezing rain two nights ago. Yeah, Fre- freezing, there. freezing rain. I was like, winter, it was 74 the day before. Like, it was 74 degrees. I was like having sunburn. And then next thing you know, it's like freezing rain. I'm like, okay, winter, you're drunk, go home. Yeah, no, y'all need to take this back with y'all. It's not appreciated over here. <laughs> uh, I'll just send it back up to Chicago somewhere. But anyway, um, so Saturday, uh, good news, bad news. I was able to watch the G Day game, uh, that YouTube link I sent you. Bad news is, is ESPN made sure that nobody could watch it because they put it on SEC Network Plus and you could oh. not access it. Oh, but I did get to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Man, I appreciate it because I was, I was, I hit record. Because like I mean, you were texting. I say, hey, it's on ESPN, I'm on, S- on SEC Network, and then you're like, no, it's not. And I'd be dang if it wasn't. So yeah. I'm glad you you were able to send me that link. So I, I watched a, a copy of it the other day. Yeah, absolutely. And I I checked it out and I looked. So uh, what initially what stood out to you? Uh, we threw the ball a lot, um, which is which is a good thing. And you know, I, I like the way that uh, I think it shows that offensively. Um, we're, we're not gonna gonna hold back because Pinkins is down or because Jermaine Burton's not there. Um, so that I was really thrilled to see that. But um, I, I really wish that we would have ran the ball just a tad bit more, you know, just to uh, see what the O line does. Um, they held up pretty well. Um, but you know, I know, and I know we'll get into it. But they they missed a couple of blocks here and there, um, just because you know we were, we were so used to passing the ball. So. Um, great, great things from the, from the quarterback position. Great things from from Mitchell. I, I love watching Mitchell in Washington um, on Saturday. Um, the way that they played and the way that they uh, the way they got after it on Saturday. So I think we're going to be fine skill wise. You know, it's just up front. You know, I wish we'd ran the ball just a little bit more, just to see just to see them be a little bit more physical. Yeah, I, th- I think they're trying to figure out. You know. Uh, what they have weapon-wise uh, on, on the perimeter, and I think that was kind of by design. They know what they have at the running back position, but you're right. When, when you're trying to find you're, you're trying to find a pair of tackles that, that work, you, know, you got to see what they can do in the run game. It, when, you're, when you're trying to find your lineup on the interior 
like your perfect combination because I think you have about three guys. They were looking at Tate Radlich with the first group at guard, uh, but. You know, I, I think ultimately it's going to be Schaefer. Schaefer is nasty, by the way. Love watching mm-hmm. him pull through there and destroy somebody. Jamari, Jamari Sawyer should be the other guard, uh, whether Schaefer moves over to right and and Sawyer goes to left guard or, or vice versa. Sawyer needs to be in the game, um, mm-hmm. and he needs to be in the game at, at one of the guard spots. Uh, I really like I really like the center, um, Warren Erickson, and I really like. Uh, you know, and and to me, I think your best two tackles are Xavier Truss and uh, I mean Amari Mims. I thought had a really good day. Yes, I was about to say that that uh, Mims looked like a man out there. I mean, um, he looked like he's been there for three years. He looks like he yes, belongs. He, he look he looks good. He looks comfortable. Um, I think even he might not have been with that first line to start off, but I think when we play against Clemson, I think he's going to be in that top that top five. He's yeah. going to be one of those guys that's going to go out there and start. I can't wait to see that kid grow and play. Matter of fact, I can't wait to see that whole line grow with Erickson coming back. Um, actually having a year under his belt, you know, um, making the calls up front and and taking over. So I can't I can't wait to see this line develop and, and, and grow and, and start matching people. Yeah, absolutely. And and I like what we got with Ratledge too. I I think he's going to be really good and he has a lot of promise and it's not a knock on him that I think he should be the first guy in the the rotational guard. Um but that's just a testament to how good and, and how experienced Jamari Sawyer is and, and Justin Schaefer. Um mm-hmm. so that's no knock on on Ratledge. I think Ratledge is going to be a hell of a hell of a guard. Uh Cedric Van Pran uh at at center, he's going to be a good option uh when it's his turn to to jump in there. I think he's going to be good. I, I think Broderick Jones still has some still have some uh something to say about not playing tackle. So I I think your mm-hmm. battle at tackle is far from over. Uh, because oh, yeah. I, I think when you look at Truss, Mims, and Jones, I mean those three are almost identical. I mean, if mm-hmm. if I didn't know the numbers, I probably couldn't tell you who was who. To be honest with you, <laughs> just watching them play, they they play exactly the same way, and uh, all three played. All three I thought had a pretty pretty good day. Oh yeah, I think, and and you can never go wrong with having too many linemen. You can never go wrong having too many linemen because. We and you and I both know, you know, if a lineman goes down, you got to have somebody to go in that spot, or you got to shuffle around and somebody's got to go play somewhere else, you know. So, if all those guys can just jail and, and keep working and keep working in different positions, I mean, it makes it really easy on, on the offensive line. I mean, Coach Luke is going to be licking his chops, just be like, hey, if one goes down, hey, boom, here's another one, boom, here's another uh-huh. one. You know, if they need to make some adjustments and move somebody somewhere else, all those guys are experienced enough to move in different spots. So, um, I'm 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 very excited about the potential for uh, for this O line. You know, that's one thing that we've been missing. You know, lately is just a dominant O line, just because we've been young, we're missing pieces here and there. But I think this is a pretty solid group that can take over and, and do the things that we need them to do to get a little bit closer to that goal. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, it's always good to cross train. It's always good to have that depth. And and you never know. I mean, guys get injured. There was a couple of years ago where I think we were like, we had to like move tackles around because we literally ran out of guards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes you get center issues and, you know, you get Trey Hill that gets banged up last year, you you know, and you have to kind of play musical chairs at center and, and try to figure out something uh, on, on that regard. But, um, 
you know, one guy that struggled on the offensive line that that I think played himself out of the first group was Warren McClendon. I I, I did not think he out. I did not think he outplayed Jones, Mims, uh, and, and definitely not Truss. So, you know, for him, I, I think he moves. I think he's the at least the fourth best tackle uh, on on the roster. Uh, so. You know, I, I think he's going to move down, and I think Mims or, or Jones is going to move into his spot at, at right tackle, and then Truss, I think, did more than enough to hold on to his left tackle spot. So, you know, if if you ask me, Xavier tr- going left or right, it'd be Xavier Truss, Justin Schaefer, Warren Erickson, Jamari Sawyer, and Broderick Jones. But, uh, you know, the the wide receivers, we, we were very, very impressed with Adani Mitchell. Did I lose you for a second? Yeah, you look, I thought I had I had took y'all's mute because this pollen, thanks to y'all bringing this cold front down here, <laughs> down here trying to blow my nose and talking. I'm sitting here talking and I'm on mute the whole entire time. Man, you must have you must have said like the best. That's probably your best line too. That that happens to me. Is like sometimes I get my best point. Like I feel really good about it. And then I was on mute and I'm like, oh dang, I can't. Man, say that I, again. I was on a roll. I was on a roll too, boy. I'm sitting here talking away and then I'm like. Hey, Corey's talking to you. Oh, oh crap! I'm, I'm, I'm still on mute. mute. <laughs> You're probably thinking, man, I'm like we're talking over each other. We sound like the view. Yeah. <laughs> we're yelling at each other, yeah. trying to figure it out. People think we hate each I was, other. I was on mute. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, so, but so I, what, what I was what did you was, say? I said I think it looked just like McClendon was just off. Yeah, you he know, was. It, it, it wasn't awful at, by any no, means. No, 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 not awful. But he struggled time, a bit. It's like, yeah, it's it's. It looked like he was just off, like saying when they were bringing pressure, or um, just he just looked off, you know. And yeah. you know, and you can all everybody's had that game before, yeah. you know, where just nothing's really working and things like that. So at least it's the spring game, yeah. And it ain't the first game of the season, so no. Um, I think it's a little too early to just to just to throw him away, you know. But I think he's gonna have to do some work to build that trust back with Coach Luke and. And Coach Munkin and all those guys because you know he did look a little off, you know what I mean. So yeah, um, it's not a bad thing, you know. No. We, if if you've ever played a sport, there's always that one game that you just you just ain't got it, you know. So and, and he and he um, did, and, and in a tight race, in a tight race, it you know, unfortunately, in a tight race that you can't hurts. afford, it hurts you a little yeah. bit. I it, mean, it he, he's not out with. He's not out with the bathwater, but you know we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. But you know, I just think that with him struggling a bit, and then Mims and Broderick Jones kind of played themselves ahead of him. This mm-hmm. is far from over. Oh, I yeah. mean, I he, think he this could, goes all the way to the day to that Thursday. Uh-huh. You know, when they're having walkthrough, you know, yeah. and hell, it might even go into Friday at walkthrough mm-hmm. just to be like, Coach, who, who's going to start? You know what I mean? So that's yeah. good. And like I said, that's a great thing to have. These guys are battling. And you can see it. You can see them competing against each other within the group. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's teamwork, but they're competing. And, oh, yeah. and, you know, you can't you can't ask for anything more than that, especially up front. And it brings the best out of those guys. Most definitely. Most definitely. So let's talk about those wide receivers, man. Um, you know, Adonai Mitchell, which I think coming in when we had our signing day episode, I was talking about Adonai Mitchell possibly being one of those guys that he comes in, maybe contributes next year. Um, you know, somebody that needed to develop it was a little bit raw in his route running ability, and and uh, you know was, was good catching the ball. wasn't sure how he, he was going to be after taking a season off from from uh, from football. You know, he, he kind of opted out with with COVID and just got ready for got ready to come to Georgia. I think he graduated early and 
came to Georgia, but um, so, but he did a complete one eighty from from what I thought he was going to do, and God, like he became one of JT's favorite targets. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mitchell, uh, we I would like to apologize to you yeah, because I also no said doubt, the same man. thing, and I'll be dog if you didn't go out there and show out on Saturday, young man. You did. Kudos to you. I mean, just the way you catch the ball. Um, even you know, even the two balls that he went up for, he had hands on the ball, but it's too, you know, it's just good good play by those corners that we got. Yeah, you know, Kimber. So, I mean, he's well, not scared to go up and get the football. He's he he's going to go get it. You know, yeah. that touchdown pass that he caught. Most receivers aren't going to do that because, as you can see, that safety's coming screaming across the top. But he sat there. He gave up his body, caught the football, and scored a touchdown. He's running slants. Hitches yeah. and all and everything like that and breaking tackles. So I mean the kids yeah. got some wiggle with it. And yeah, I mean it's it was really good to see him go out there and show out. So Mr. Mitchell, I sincerely apologize to you for saying that you might need to develop a year, but that gummy, you go out there and ball out, son. Yeah, absolutely. Now I can't wait to see kind of how he fits in with with Burton, Arian Smith, uh Rosemey. Uh, and and Kyrus Jackson, but uh, he'll fit in quite nicely based on what I saw. Um, and and oh, one yeah. of the things I was really impressed with Israel was his ability. When you said he made that catch, gave up his body, but when he made the catch, he really he quickly realized where he was and what was about to happen, and he snatched the ball out of the air and protected himself from taking the mm-hmm. big shot because he he went down to the ground immediately after he caught it to avoid that contact. And yes, that, that is great awareness. Great awareness for for an early enrollee freshman is absolutely incredible. I mean, he 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 did some things that that really impressed me. I, I was I was thoroughly impressed by him. Um, and you know, a good thing with him is you know, it was great to see uh, Blaylock was on the sidelines too. Um, he he was dressed out. And, you know, he was uh, mingling with the receivers and things like that too. So I think. Having an older guy and having someone who, unfortunately, you know, got hurt but still there, you know, helping and, and being being an older, being an older mentor to those kids, I think that helped a lot too. So, Mr. Mitchell, you go, you you continue to ball that, buddy. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait to see you this season with all the other all the weapons that we already have. Yeah, with those guys getting healthy, I think the state of our wide receiver room, I, I think it's going to be in good hands, literally, figuratively, pun intended. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm excited about Darnell Washington. He's going to be a freaking nightmare. Brock Bowers is going to be a nightmare. Um, Fitzpatrick is, is going to be solid. I think he's going to be more of a run guy and kind of a, you know, kind of a, you know, we could go through, we could go with three tight end sets with, with Bowers, yeah. Washington, and, and, and uh, Fitzpatrick. And, be completely we can nasty. Go twelve personnel. I mean, thirteen person. I mean, we can do so much stuff now. Uh-huh. We can go twelve personnel and putting both out wide, you yeah. know, and bringing it, bring a receiver inside, and have two big tall bodies outside against small corners. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just how dynamic we look right now with tight with the body type and style of tight ends. I mean, although you watch Donnell catch the ball. Um, one of the very first plays of the game, and you see him run over a guy. Yeah, well, just think when he figures out and he learns how to run with that big, tall frame, you know, like a Kyle Pitts. I mean, just think about how much more deadly he's going to be. Yeah. I mean, in about he's, another year. He, he's good. He's really good right now. But in about yeah. another year, when he figures out his body and stuff, man, he's going to be absolutely dangerous. Yeah, it's going to be – it's 
it's going to be insane. And you know what I was impressed with is we used him, we used Bowers a lot, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I think coming in to this spring, one of the big questions was, hey, Kirby, you signed Washington last year, you signed Bowers this year, are you going to finally use the tight end? I think we saw what he wants to do. Ding ding ding! Yes. Ding ding ding! <laughs> now. Is he no? I've gotten this from a lot of people I know. They're like, "Yeah, Kirby will never use a tight end. Kirby will never open it up. It's always going to be turn it three yards, cloud of dust. You know, man. You know, bully ball, play defense, and and Kirby's like, nope. Five. I mean, I think seven out of ten ten plays on the first drive. I think it was a ten play drive in a in a missed field goal in that first series. Threw seven passes. Seven passes. We threw think, the ball like 97 times in the game, if I'm not mistaken. Something yeah, like that. Some yeah, outrageous cr- number. It was crazy. Like, I, I didn't, I almost didn't recognize it, but hey, I'm here for it, man. Um, you mix in a little bit of run, a little bit of RPO. We got the guys to do it. We got the receivers now. So, what, I mean, what do you think was the, the contributing factor? To, to this change in philosophy or this like realization uh, that, hey, maybe I need to open things up? I think it's the fact that we have so much talent that just sits on the sideline and we're just trying to run the football. <laughs> you know, um, if, you, if you look at it, and I thought about this as I was watching the game, if you look at it, we look like the transition that Alabama made, that Nick Saban made when he realized that, look, we can't just run at people and just run the football all the time. We yeah. have to, be able to use the weapons that we have because we're just dynamic. And I think that after watching this year and the things that Alabama did, the things that they did well, the things they've been doing for a while now, I think Kirby's like, you know what? It's time for us to open it up. Because, you know, he's a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking about ball control, control the clock, and things like that. Save it was too. You know, and it took Saban a little while to be like, okay, look, we, we got we got we got throw the rock. So I think now it's it's looking like, okay, here we go. We're about to have some fun now, boys. Exactly. And that's man. how you keep that's how you keep these guys. And that's the thing though. If your offense is not exciting and it's not allowing everybody to make plays, people kids aren't gonna come to your school. You can't recruit those four or five star kids who can run and jump and who are athletic because they want to go somewhere where they can run and jump and be athletic. Not that they're run blocking the whole time. You're just throwing screens. Yeah. You know? it, it's all about, I mean, there's so many layers to why, you know, you, you know, it's not to appease the fan base. It, it's to no. be more explosive. Uh, it, it's to give yourself, it's to put pressure on defenses. It's to help your recruiting. It's to get complete buy-in. So all 11 people feel like they can contribute. And, you know, what What I think Kirby, I think the, the I guess the timeline of all this was, you know, 2019, we come in here and just get absolutely curb stomped by LSU, right? They just run, they just run right by us. Like we're not there. You know, they, they're throwing touchdowns left and right. Like, you know, I don't even know what the analogy would be, but they're they're scoring at will against our defense, which was one of the tops in the nation in 2019. Kirby saw that and was like, "Yeah, we need to get an offense like that." So he went and hires. So he goes and hires Todd Monken, and 
you know, Todd Monken is known for producing offenses like this. The last time he was in college, he had uh, no worse than the fifth best offense in all of the country at Oklahoma State. So he goes in, he hires him, and as he hi- as he hires him, you know, COVID hits, and you know, you're not able to get your full system in. You're not able to, you know, you, you get you get a quarterback who comes in and who gets most of the starting reps uh, during like the training camp stuff, and then decides to opt out, leaves you with an option of a quarterback that has is still doing major rehab on his knee, probably had a setback. Uh, you got you know Stetson ben- Stetson Bennett who. Is extremely scrappy, knows the system, picked up the system really well, and and can make plays, but can only take you so far. Then you had Dewan Mathis, who was super talented, but just could never put it all together. You have that situation, and you have these really good running backs. And of course, you know when things started struggling, Kirby's like, "Well, we know we can run the ball, so we just went back and started running the ball. We had we were limited at the quarterback position. We had some receivers that hadn't quite come into their own yet, and so they were they were developing." Meanwhile, we roll into Alabama. They do the same thing LSU did to us, right? We we played them really mm-hmm. well the first half, and then they just unleashed all hell on us uh, in the second half. And Kirby saw that and was like, "Okay, screw it. We got to, you know, I don't care what happens. We're screw it. We're going to open it up. Ready or not, here we come. We're going to open it up." Yeah. And you saw it this spring, and they he completely dedicated himself to it. It seems like, and and you saw what. What resulted out of that? It's it's, it's like night and day, and, and, and it's great. And uh, I hate to break it to some people, but coaches really don't worry about what you think or or your opinion, you know, because at the end of the day, they have a job to do. And I say this all the time. Coaching is the only profession that people think that they can do their job better than you, you know, and – I said this. I said this to a buddy of mine yesterday. I said, you know, I'm gonna start going to, you know, my doctor friend's office and tell them how to do brain surgery and tell them how to do physicals and things like that. You know, just just to see exactly, you know, just so people understand like how that really feels. Yeah. Um. But you know, coaches do self evaluations every year. You know, as well as I do, when we go back and and we analyze our defense, I mean, our offenses, and we look at what we did well. Uh, what we need to work on, blah blah blah. You know, college coaches do that as well. And if you look and if if you look and see from the time that Kirby's been there, the offense has evolved year by year. Slowly, it has evolved. But now you can just see that whole. This is an extreme change that I'm sure that you know he was a little iffy on at first. But then you realize you got Washington, you got Jackson, you got Burton, you got Pinkins, you got. Lawrence with Blaylock, you got Mitchell, um, you got just so many others that Robinson just, and Robertson. Yeah, and you got you just got those guys that you just like. We got to get these kids to rock, you uh-huh. know. And why aren't we getting the quarterbacks? Well, the quarterbacks are starting to realize that George just gonna hand the ball off. Well, guess what? We're not doing that anymore. So we're getting those four and five star quarterbacks in as well. That all goes hand in hand. Offensive linemen. They don't want to just be at Michigan and Michigan State and just block all the time. They want to show their, their versatility. They want to be able to pass pro, you know, run block. That's the things that are going to get them in the NFL. So I think Kirby's taking all that into account now and just look at how 90, about 95, 97 times we did football. Come on now. <laughs> when, when has that even though, okay, three three quarterbacks are throwing, 
three or well, four, four quarterbacks to throw up that same 97 times. Come on, man. Yeah, it's when, crazy. When, 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 has, when has that ever happened? Yeah. Yeah, I, I it never, never since Kirby's been here. I mean, you know, throwing the ball 30 times, I felt like it was freaking, let's, let's sound the air raid alarms. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think throwing that much, which would even extrapolate to, like, 45 times as a starter, which is still a ton. So I, I'm excited about it. Uh, but what do you think of the, the backup quarterback situation? Like you have Carson Beck, you have Brock Vandegrift, who both looked equally solid. Um, some aspects of Brock Vander, Vandegrift's game, you can tell, are going to be better than Carson Beck. And then, you know, some of Carson Beck's game, you can tell, is, is slightly ahead of Brock Vandegrift. But both have some, some things that they need to work on. Like for me, Brock Vandegrift needs to just grow. Uh, you know, he's an early enrollee freshman and and he looked, but he looked like it at times, uh, you know, the game's still moving really fast for him at this level. Uh, Carson Beck is still very, very raw. Uh, and and you can tell on some of the throws that he's just not quite there yet. So it's going to be fun battle with those two all year long. I think you're going to see those two just kind of move back and forth, um, between, two and three. I think you're going to see it one, one week Vandergriff's number two, and the next week Carson Beck's number two, the next week Brock Vandergriff's number two, and then uh, I think if something really happened to JT, they'd probably go to Stetson first because they know they he can get him out of a jam. But, you know, how do you, how do you feel about Beck versus Vandergriff? Um, if I had to make a decision right now, I would go with Beck um, simply because he's a, he's been in that office now for two years. Uh, he kind of has a leg up on on Brock, but like you said, both of them bring two different styles to 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 the offense um, and to their game. Um, I think that uh, I really like Brock. I thought Brock threw the ball well. Um, not Brock Carson, my bad Carson. Um, well, Brock threw it I well. I think too. Carson threw the ball. I think that Carson threw the ball a little bit better than Brock, uh, but you can tell that Brock was making uh, some some fresher mistakes. You know, like you said, the game's still fast for him. Um, you know, throwing the ball in some traffic, he almost got his receiver decapitated one time. Bless his mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. Um, but you know, those are just those rookie mistakes. You know that they're going to make. You know, it's, it's exciting. You know, it's a spring game, something that yeah. he's probably been wanting to play for his whole entire life. Yeah. You know, um, but if I had to make a choice, I would go with Carson as the backup right now, uh, simply because I think he's just a little bit ahead um, of Brock right now. And like you said, the person that's going to go into the game is probably going to be Stetson. Um, if anything happened um, to Daniel, so um, we the the future's bright, and we got one more coming. So, yep. um, <laughs> and, and I, he he's got a he's got a Gunner Stockton's got to love seeing this spring game ninety seven passes. He's like, well, okay, yeah, maybe it's, I'm it's saying be, signing at the right place. <laughs> it's it's going to be fun to watch, and I think now that we got those kind of weapons, I mean, it it makes it that much more fun. The only thing that I do wish is that they. He used their athleticism a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, just got a couple of runs, you know, here and there, a little power read type deals, things like that. But, and I think, um, I think you will see that. I think you will, especially with Brock. I think, I think that's where Brock is going to, is going to have an edge on, on Carson Beck in, in, the, yeah, in the future. Yeah. yeah Brock, Brock, Brock is really good at running the ball. And I think you add that dimension to it. It's going to be, it's going to be good. I mean, he, he can run. He's a, he's a fast kid. He can move. Mm-hmm. Um, so. He's a dual threat guy. So uh, I, I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited about this offense. We're going to be more explosive. 
we're you know we were the last four games we went from 29 points per game to 37 points per game so you know you, you keep you extrapolate that over 10 game season becomes or 12 game season I'm still I don't know why my brain's on high school but um, <laughs> they uh, they'll be more explosive there's no oh, yeah. there's no alternative so but when you have a when you have an explosive offense, you know, you, you got to wonder, okay, how does your defense respond? Because you, you still, at the end of the day, have to play complimentary football. Mm-hmm. How does your defense respond? You know, you look at Georgia's defense. They're built they're built inside out, right? The, the strength mm-hmm. of the team is the D-line. Then you go to the linebackers, and then you go to the secondary, which, you know, that was probably the biggest question mark coming in was the secondary. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was a tremendous battle at that se- at those secondary spot. I thought Amir Speed made some good plays. I thought Jalen Kimber, to me, was the best one um, of the bunch. I thought he made the most plays. There was a couple where he climbed the ladder and, and really had good punch technique on the ball, punched up mm-hmm. and threw the ball on a couple of Adani Mitchell's uh, catches that he could have made, but Kimber prevented them. I thought Amir Speed had a good day. I thought Keely Ringo had a pretty good day. Uh, Latavius Brini at safety, Chris Smith, you know, obviously I think is going to be the leader of their pack um, in that room. So evaluate the DBs for me. What what were your thoughts? What stood out to you? Who stood out to you? Um, and, and why do you think, you know, they, they played the way they played? Everything you just named stood out to me. I mean, just had, just seeing those guys flying around, just seeing those guys come up and make tackles, seeing those guys compete um, really, really stood out to me. I, I like the way that uh, – that Kimber played, um, like you said, I mean, him climbing the ladder, him, him locking it down. Um, speed, speed looked really good to me too. Ringo. I mean, those, those is, I can't name just one, just be, just because they, they, I think they all did so well, uh, yeah. which, which is a good sign. You know, the only, the only thing was, and I tweeted this was, was that busted coverage when Mitchell scored. Uh, yeah. I said this coverage looks oddly familiar. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. <laughs> I, I got I got negative flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> you 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 yeah. have a corner. The 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 biggest mistake, and I can't remember <sighs> who that corner was, but they didn't they didn't make contact. They didn't allow the safety to get over the top, and 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 uh, they let they let Mitchell kind of get in the hole, and and Daniels made him pay. Second and twenty six. It was that cover two, and the safety just could yeah, not yeah. get over. And Second even if it was a combo coverage, yeah, you're you're playing you're playing cover two there, and I I don't. Yeah. Maybe they should maybe they should ditch that coverage. I don't know. Maybe they so should just I stick a, back and play cover four palms. Yeah, I had I had a guy. So uh, me and um and Justin Justin Scott Wesley were tweeting back and forth. He said you both are wrong. That was cloud coverage and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's not cloud coverage. There's two safeties back there. And if you watch, and I, you know, I explained the whole play to him. And I was like, no, like it's it's not cloud coverage at all. Cloud yeah. coverage is one safety back there. And then well, keeping everything underneath. Well, you never would have got back there if it was if it was cloud coverage. Right. Right. Now, Justin, get your butt on the show. Let's uh, let's talk about it. So, um, <laughs> that's your open invitation, Justin. There it is. Yeah, there it is. So, if, if you're hearing me, let's let's go. Let, let's get on the show. Let's talk about it. I, I, I want to chop it up with you. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you know, as a unit, and the we and and we said it before. The way college football is going, they're going to give up big plays. It's just going to happen. It's it's going to happen. The teams are going to take shots. 
it's going to happen. There's going to be a bust here and there, especially early on. It's going to happen. Let me let me put it to you this way. Let me go ahead and I'm going to spoil the fun for all these Georgia fans, okay? So you can call me wet blanket. You can call me doom. Call me whatever you want. But we're not going to shut out Clemson. There. I said <laughs> no. it. We're not no. going to shut out Clemson. They're going to, Justin Ross is going to have two touchdowns. Two One touchdowns. He's going to have two touchdowns. One's probably going to be in a red zone on like a slant route, and the other's going to be a go route. He's just going to win the matchup. It's going to happen. You're corner. You're going to get beat. If you if you're corner and you don't get beat, you're probably a bench warmer. Yeah. You know. So it's it's going to happen. So I'm I'm not freaking out about it. Just don't make it happen too often. You know. And and I've always I'm I'm I've always contended that like, you know, when you have a defense that's inexperienced on the back end. Just make them earn it. Just make them work for it, right? Just make them 12 play drives, 14 play drives if they're going to score. It'll make them really, really earn it because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm not very patient as an offensive coordinator. I feel like that's uh, that's true for a lot of people. And if you're sitting there giving me 12 straight hitches, at some point I'm going to be like, okay, I can't take another hitch here. I've got to take a (laughs) shot. And then I'm going to, then, then, then we're going to make a mistake. It happens. Yeah. Um, there was a play. I can give you an exact example. Actually, we were on the th- we were we were red hot, right? Throwing the ball, right? We 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 got down the field in like five plays. We we threw a couple meshes and we threw we threw an RPO. Got down to the got down to first and goal from like the four. So instead of running outside zone, which I probably I was thinking about calling outside zone, but but uh, we had a check with me on right. And mm-hmm. so we get up to the line, we, we we check with me, and I see that our best wide our best jump ball receiver is one on one with a dude that's shorter than him. And this kid has a big body, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, he's got one on one. Where the ball's in the middle of the field. He has some space. Just call a little slant. Our quarterback will put it in his chest and we'll score a touchdown here. Like mm-hmm. it, it, like it's easy pickets. Well, somehow, see what happened was see what had happened was was their bandit or their outside linebacker or whatever you want to call him, Jack, Sam, Bandit, Anchor, whatever name you have for that outside backer, he drops off into coverage. Right, he Hicks. steps right in that zone, <laughs> pick reaches his big ass paw up in the air. And snatches oh, the ball down. Man. Oh, so, no, those are the worst. So instead of second and goal from the four, it's first and first and ten from the twenty. Oh man, those are the worst. You, like, I got a pig, boy. I got uh-huh. it. Man. So I, I, I thought I, I outthought myself. I got greedy, and I told him too. I was like, "Hey, that that one." Was, I put the quarterback on the headset. I said, "Hey, calm down. That one's on me. We'll get yeah, it back." Yeah. We, we've all been there as a play caller. You think you yeah. see something. Well, you actually, you do see it. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, yeah, I got it. And then all of a sudden. And freaking dude makes just, a play. A big F-bomb just drops from the sky. And, and everything just goes right. The, the big F-bomb drops out of the sky and kicks you right in the nuts. <laughs> That's what happened. Um, something similar happened this past year where we were uh, we were driving down the field and um, games tied and and another one of those f bombs kicked me in the nuts. Do a, a quarterback sweep, 
uh, put in our like our, our our running quarterback. I was like, all right, we're just going to put him in for a couple plays. He's gonna he's gonna run the ball, and then we're gonna go back to to what we do. He well, he runs the ball and uh, fumbles. They pick it up. They run it back seventy five yards, and they score. Yeah, starting the kind of look we need for the boys this year over there, man. <laughs> starting the a twenty, yeah. God, it's just like crazy. They started a twenty-eight point run. Oh, yeah. We got you know that game ended up getting away from us based on that one play. And that kid went in the tank for the rest of the night, and probably for the rest of the rest of time. Like he'll like I don't know if he's gonna even come back. So <laughs> I don't know if he'll bounce back. <laughs> I, I don't. I think I think we sent him into basketball permanently. So the point is, if you have a defense that can force you to play and force the 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 opposing offense to make play after play after play, a lot of averages say either a the offense will make a mistake or b our guys who are super aggressive, super competitive, and super athletic have a lot of great physical traits. The only thing that's not on their side's experience, they're going to make a play. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're going to jump out and get one. Like Justin Ross is probably going to catch a couple over your head, but on the same token, you're probably going to pick off a couple. Yep. If you, you force them, if you don't bust coverages and you and you tackle well in space, they're going to have to earn their way down the field. Mm-hmm. And with our defensive line, that ain't going to happen. No. Like that, that you're gonna have to hit big plays if you're gonna beat us because because Jordan Davis will get after you. Yeah, uh, Devontae he looks, Wyatt he looks freaking good too, by the way. Yeah, looks like he slimmed up a little bit, uh-huh. had a little bit more muscle. Yep, Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt really impressed me. Um, that guy's gonna be a force. Zion Logue. Who yes. uh, played for me as a sophomore, freshman and sophomore um, in high school before I left. Um, great kid, great competitor. Um, was like super weak on, in the upper body uh, when mm-hmm. I left, but obviously that changed. Um, yeah, he had a he had a forced fumble and a, and a, and a batted pass. Uh, you had Tymon Mitchell making plays, Malik Herring making a couple of plays. Um, it was good to see Malik out there. It was really good yeah. to see Malik out there playing and, and mm-hmm. getting after it because I I almost forgot about him for a second. And then I yeah. saw him when he ran out there. I was like, there's Malik right there. Yeah. I thought for some reason, I thought he had graduated or he had left one. Yeah. So that that was good to see. So uh, the, the defensive line is going to be really good. Uh, Nolan Smith had a really good game. Let's talk about Adam Anderson. No surprise right. there. Nope, not at all. Dude was, dude was all over the place, man. He, uh, I really liked it. Just looked like they really, they were just out there having fun. And I mean, and you, and and you look at the Alabama spring game, and then you look at the Georgia spring game. Which, by the way, to our grounds crew, y'all did a heck of a job getting that field in tip top shape because. Alabama's look terrible. But anyways, it did. Um, it did. just seeing it those did. guys just flying around and, and getting after the ball, and that was something that we hadn't seen in spring games very much um, leading up to, to this past weekend and just watching them have fun and get, get after it, man. It's just it, – it makes you – can't. It, I can't wait to see them 
all just get after it and, and play Clemson and, and beat them like they stole something. You know what I mean? So I I just – I can't wait. I think that Coach Landing and having um, uh, Will Muschamp there and, and Kirby there, and, and I think just having those guys around and, and, and adjusting to what you – and adjusting to your personnel and let those guys go out there and play ball. That's what you want. Wreak havoc. You're going to give up, like you said, you're going to give up the big play. We're going to be, and I hate comparing us to this team so bad, but we're going to look a lot like Alabama. We're going to be young and experienced in the secondary at the beginning, and we're going to give up some points. But as you watch, they get after it too as well. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where I just can't wait to see them play. And when we hit our stride, I think we're going to be, we're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I don't see this getting any less aggressive. I, I think we're just going to honestly it's gonna be it's gonna be outstanding. It's gonna be one of those things where, you know, you have a defense that's growing as they go. You're gonna have an offense that's gonna support this defense as they go, right? You're going to have, uh, you know, an offense that's going to score and score and score and score, while at the same time, because you don't have pickings, maybe this offense can hold the ball a little bit. I mean, I guess you don't really want to want them to hold it too much because, again, it goes back to the law of averages when when you have, uh, you know, you have more of a chance to to make a mistake. So you got to find that balance of, you know, eating clock and you know, also scoring and being explosive. Yeah, I'll take points at, at this point. At this at this stage in the game, I'll take points. However, however fast and furious they want to give him. <laughs> That's for dang sure. So I'll I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Uh, Channing Tindall, somebody uh, I I thought had an impressive day. Uh, Walker Quay Walker and Channing Tindall looked like quite the duo there uh, for the black team. Uh, the black team was the starting defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I, I was really, I really enjoyed that. I, you know, they they were flying around, they were making plays, they were making it difficult to run. They were coming up and blowing up pullers and f- taking on blocks and shedding them and, and and really making tackles in the hole. They were they were extremely physical. They ran well side to side. Uh, they they really kind of kept some things contained. Although I, I don't think we obviously we didn't fully unleash the quarterbacks in the run game because you know it's G day and and they're wearing a different color jersey and you know obviously for obvious reasons you don't want to you don't want to do that. But nonetheless, it felt like they contained that stuff pretty well and read that stuff pretty well because I think they read it out normal. So that'll be you know that was good. Kendall Milton, somebody we talked about prior to, did not disappoint. That boy ran the ball like he was on a mission. He is on a mission. He's definitely on a mission. Hey, I'm going to play, guys. Screw this. This is a mere <laughs> white guy who also had a really good game. Um, yeah. Uh, screw this James Cook guy who obviously is impressive and we know what he can do. Um, I'm going to – hey, I'm going to go. We're, we have three great running backs. Great running backs. Not to mention – when Lavasse Carroll comes finally comes back over to offense after we lent him to the defense, um, when <laughs> Di- to the defense. yeah exactly you like that don't you? Uh, <laughs> M- McIntosh, Kenny McIntosh uh, is, is, yes. is another one. I keep wanting to call yes, him Rocky they, McIntosh, but that's the linebacker from Miami. Yeah, and Dejan played very well as well. Uh, yeah. ball. I tell you what, the way that they use Cook, 
I mean, I know we're talking about defense, but the way they use Cook on the outside at running back, I mean, they, I think Cook has got is our X factor as far as you know finding somebody to. We ran, a, we ran a lot of flare speed. screens. Yeah, we ran a lot of yes. flare screens. They did a lot of things to get him the ball in space, and I'll tell you what, it's really hard to tackle that young man in space. Mm-hmm. So slick, like his brother. I mean, he looks like his brother out there. Mm-hmm. Looks like Dalvin. I'm, um, I'm excited to see him. I'm glad he came back as well. So, now that we're done being all John Gruden, is there anything from G Day that you <laughs> that you were just like, meh? I'm not so sure about this. Was there anything that you that you felt like that with? No, not really. Um, I mean, I, I think I, I was more so excited just to see uh, us open up the offense a little bit more, you know. And I think. I think just because of that, I didn't see anything that would just blatantly just like, wow, what, what are we doing? You know, of course, we want to make sure our O-line solidified and things like that. But the fact that, you know, we look like we're trying to get more explosive and stretch the field and get the ball to to guys and things like that, I think that's – I think that did it for me. So I didn't see anything that, that really glared out to me. Yeah, I, I think for the f- – I'm a little concerned because the this is the first G Day game that I that I didn't say. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm You're trying to like, wait a minute. What's I'm, going on? I'm like, there's got to be a catch somewhere. There's got to be a catch. There's got to be a catch, but there really wasn't. And yeah, you know, I guess if I had to nitpick, I I I I wish we'd just be a little bit better and more consistent run blocking. Um, I thought we, and I, I wish we'd be a little more consistent pass blocking. Maybe, um, you know, I think on the interior they got us some on some blitzes and some stunts. Uh, our interior guys have got to do a better job in pass pro. If I had to pick out something, um, yeah. and then uh, defensively, just cut down on the mental errors. Um, again, there was a lot of big plays happening, but like I said, that's going to happen. Just try. You know, I hope that, you know, I hope that our, our our DBs can hold that to a minimum and not let that momentum get away from them. Because mm-hmm. that, I mean, they're teetering on the edge of that. Like it could have gotten really out of hand, but they did a good job of, yeah. they did a good job of not letting it get out of hand and not letting the red team just score at will. However, they're teetering on the edge, and, and so it, it concerns me a little bit that we may get in a game where we we may have to win a shootout, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm concerned that if we get into one of those Ole Miss-Alabama games from last year that I don't know that we can score at that pace. Yeah, and so, not yet. Not, not yet, yet, at least. Um, and, and at the point of the season where Alabama played Ole Miss, you know, if, if we're in that situation – it concerns me right now because I, I just don't think we have the experience at the wide receiver spot to be able to score like they did because they had Waddle and, and Devontae Smith and mm-hmm. Najee Harris. Um, but, you know, th- at the same token, defensively, you know, with this defensive front, it, it gives me a little bit more comfort to know that this defensive front, you're not going to run on us. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, that's not going to happen. And you got guys that fly around, and and, and defensively, you know, you, you just hope they keep that explosive play ratio in favor of the offense, in favor yeah, of our like offense. So, and like I said, the the havoc that we're wreaking right now on defense, just on our own team, 
just shows you that when they actually start game planning against other teams and putting in special, like you said, stunts and blitzes and things like that, just shows you just how dynamic they can be, how, how athletic our defense is as a whole. So, um, like you, we, every defense gives up points. And like you said, the other team recruits as well. So, um, but at the same time, if you can uh, just keep the mistakes low and and shoot, just let the offense go out there and play ball. You know, I tell you what, the defense, like me and our defensive coordinator, I always ask my DC, I'd be like, how many points do I need to score? You know, and he'll tell me, he'd be like 14, 20, you know, he'll, he'll let me know. And I'm like, all right, cool, here we go, let's go play ball. That's just because, he one, he has so much confidence and he just knows that, hey, we're going to go out here and play ball. You know, I just need to score a couple points to help us win. You know, and it's, and it's, it's, it's a running joke between us and things like that. But I think I think that's the kind of relationship that Georgia's going to have this year. Like, Mike goes in there, hey, Coach, Coach Land, like, how, how many need to score this week? You know, that number could go from, like, six all the way to maybe 72. You just yeah. never know. Atlanta should be like, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just kick a field goal. We're good. No, um, <laughs> And he's going to say that against Alabama, but um, you know what? You know what it's time for. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canaan. Ooh, here we go. Canaan sunglasses, right? Um, you know, I've had really good experiences with sunglasses. The current ones that I have, um, I've had really bad ones. You know, I, I lose them. Sometimes they break. Sometimes they get. You know, the the rubber pieces come off uh, because of all the sunscreen and sweat that gets into them. It breaks them down and comes off, and, and they become unwearable. So, again, I'm going to make my outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. We could all use some clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger. Stronger is the key word here. And... Israel, they have Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So your sunglasses are always going to look good. So using the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. That's CANONCAST15. Canon, they're clearly better. So you can see better. You can see the game better. You could probably see your spring practices better with Canaan sunglasses. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my hands on a pair. I've heard they're really good. I looked at them. Yeah. Uh, that they, they they have a lot of good styles, a lot of good frame styles, stuff like that. So um, I'm I'm gonna get me some. I'm gonna get me some blue blockers so I can take my monster bass bait <laughs> and go out on the water and 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 see through and and catch me some fish. Oh yeah, most definitely. I think I would get me a pair too because I have a bad habit of. One, forgetting where I, I lay them down, and I have a bad habit of sitting on my sunglasses, too. I'll throw them in the seat of my truck or something, and I'll sit down on me. That, that crunch that yeah. you hear as soon as you step, as soon as you step or, or you sit on this, like, gut wrenching. So I think I'm going to get a pair and see see how good they are. And then, you know, after that, I might, might have to start investing a couple more. Yeah, and you better get a good case, apparently, because, you know, protect them when you sit on them so yeah um you know that you can protect those just like uh georgia's offense is going to protect georgia's defense by scoring a million points so israel um real quick before we before we get out of here in our g-day extravaganza um what's going on with basketball i know we've uh traded some tweets there we've had some guys transfer 
Uh, we've had mm-hmm. a lot of guys seem like hit the portal. Severe Wheeler, I guess, is the latest one. Uh, what's going on with basketball? Is it just not a good cultural fit with with Tom Crean? Is he cleaning house? Is he getting rid of some dead weight? You know, what what do you think is going on with basketball? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he get rid of dead weight when your star player when your star player leaves. But there's something going on over there. Um, I don't know exactly what it is, and you know, it it, it starts to worry. Uh, when like your star player leaves, you know, you, you hear it all the time when, when a guy who's not playing really leaves, you're like, okay, whatever, you know, but when your star player leaves, it, it starts to raise some eyebrows. So, I mean, I, I don't really know. Um, I, I'm, and I'm also not going to speculate because we're all in this profession and we all know that sometimes, you know, it's kids just want something different, you know, or they want a different change or they want this or they want that. So I'm not going to speculate on that, but I, 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 I do believe that they need to fix it. Um, sooner rather than later, um, especially when especially when all the other sports are doing well, and the only one that's not is basketball. Yeah, men's when, basketball. Men's basketball. Yeah, I was gonna say women. Women are humming, uh, but that's yeah. Georgia's fifth player uh, to either uh, transfer or enter the pro- professional ranks. Um, he is uh, to be fair to the situation. He's a, he's declared for the NBA draft. Um, but he's gonna, you know, he's also not gonna sign with the agent just in case he doesn't get drafted in the in the spot that he wants sense. to. That that's what it is. That that makes sense to me though. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna declare, why don't you just go ahead and go? You know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I don't know if they, I don't know if they do grades like football does. But I'm sure they do. They have an NBA draft combine. They have all they have all that stuff. He's gonna put his name in the transfer portal, and he's gonna declare for the NBA draft. So. Like that that doesn't make sense. That go. aspect of life doesn't make sense to me. But hey, go figure. Hey, do what you do. You know what I mean, yeah. it's it is what it is for me. But I'm I'm just kind of I was I was shocked to see that part of that. Okay, I'm gonna enter the draft, but I'm not gonna hire an agent. And I'm gonna stay in the transfer portal just in case if I don't get drafted, that I can go and play ball somewhere else. Yeah, that's kind of that's a little bit on that that end of the spectrum is a little bit of a little selfish attitude to me. Yeah. But you know, like I said, I could be wrong. But it's just an outsider looking in. It's just just my opinion, just seeing it, you know, as it is, you know. So, like I said, I could be wrong, you know. Yeah. But that, well, that one threw me for a loop when I saw that that little did. that little asterisk by it. <laughs> he's yeah. going to the draft, but he's also but you know, yeah. So he's unsure. He doesn't really know what he wants to do. He just wants to get out of Georgia. So, but the good news is, you know, you have Jalen Ingram coming in as a transfer from FAU. You have Noah Bauman, um, who says, um, he's from Southern Cal. He says, I can make threes quote, um, Abdur Rahim, uh, Jabari Abdur Rahim. He's coming from Virginia. Um, Bridges, Braylon Bridges, He's coming. Uh, looks like we're we're becoming the the transfer destination. Uh, we're we're just the we're just the the super highway of transfers in and out. And then you have yeah. Christian Wright, who uh, point guard Christian Wright, who uh, who commits to Georgia. He's uh he's in one of these private schools. Um, or or maybe just maybe these guys are better than the ones that entered the transfer portal, and they did that. Maybe you might be right, but uh, Christian Wright committed from the Skill Factory Prep School. Okay, okay. 
Which means all they do is they go online classes and they do work. I mean, yep. they go, they perfect their craft all the time. Yeah, that's George's version of IMG. So yeah, um, cool. So yeah, I mean basketball, it, it's it's interesting. I should say. Yes, it is interesting. Very, it is very interesting. interesting. I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but um, so <laughs> next so next week, Israel, we're going to talk NFL draft. We're going to try to preview NFL draft. We're we're going to go off the UGA beating path a little bit. We're going to talk about where our guys are going to end up, obviously. Um, but we're also going to kind of talk about this first round is going to be out, absolutely outstanding. It's going to be a lot of drama, a lot of speculation on where these quarterbacks are going. So uh, we'll talk a lot about that next week. That's a teaser. I have my opinions. Oh. I, I'm sure you do too. Um, you, too. you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, Mac Jones should go first. To, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> as, as a as a slight Titans fan, I, I want Mac Jones to go first overall. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to will it to happen. It won't. Yeah, but I'm I, trying I'm trying I, to will it to happen. I'm very. I'm, I can't wait to talk about the criticism that Trevor Lawrence got for saying that. I'm sorry, I don't. Need oh to God, yeah. I oh, can't, I can't wait to talk about it. Hey, he's, he's not committed. He's I'm not sorry, committed. Need you to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> God almighty. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll we'll jump into that next week. Yeah, it'll be an it'll be an all draft special. Um and, and talk about who's going where, who's doing what, what the Falcons are doing. Um and stuff like those that. Guys. So those guys, yeah, the Falcons, right? Uh what are your cowboys gonna do? What wh- where's Kyle Pitts gonna land? You know, who's getting Jamar Chase? Where where does Justin Fields go? Yeah, we're going to answer all those questions or try to make predictions on those questions, which will be whatever. But um, if you want to catch more of my opinions on the SEC uh, post spring, uh, check me out on the Palmcast. I, I sent I sent links out there um, to the Palmcast, so check us out there. Big news coming in in TV land. You'll you'll get to see our shining faces soon enough. Uh, we got some deals in the works. I've had some meetings. Um, going to be talking to some more people. We're going to do some test runs. We're gonna we're gonna be on Instagram live. We're gonna be Twitter live, Facebook live, YouTube, all the platforms um, for uh, for your TV needs. We're gonna stream there. Uh, we'll probably post after the fact on IG because I think that's how you do it. So uh, stay tuned for that. That'll that'll happen here in the near future as well. Uh, we're in some talks there. It's exciting stuff, Israel. Are you excited about being on TV? I'm excited. Well, yeah, I am. And then I also have to get a haircut and shave and stuff out. Ah, let it grow, man. Let it grow. You know, dude, let I got the salt and pepper going right now, dude. I'm, oh, I'm nice. looking quite fire, as the kids would say. Yeah, you're looking quite salty. Coach, um, coach you looking fire, coach. You look fire. Co- co- right coach, you look fire, coach. Coach, you looking <laughs> fresh, man. Coach, you passed the drip check. Yes, I got I got all the drip. You got all, I'm dripping from head to toe. <laughs> That's what I do. I, I drip. I day my daily drip. So yeah. So right now you look like uh, Israel's iPhone. So That's what you look like. Yeah. To the world, but the world will get to see you. And that's that's my that's good for face. us, right? See, we're gonna get millions of views now because you're gonna show your face. Like that's something that's <laughs> that's like a unicorn popping out, man. Then like that doesn't keep this thing hidden. Yeah, no. The 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 intrigue of oh, what is uh, what does Israel look like? 
We what haven't seen his face. What does he look like without without googling my name? What does he look like? Because yeah. he sounds like this country guy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna be surprised. Him. They're gonna be surprised. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. They're going to be surprised. But you're from South Georgia, so you know. I'd be surprised yeah. if you weren't country, to be honest with you. Um, because that's just what y'all do in South Georgia, right? Yeah, I had a teacher um, at my new school. She said, "Where are you from?" I said, "I'm from Tifton," and she said, "Why do you Why do you sound like that?" And I was like, "I don't know. This is kind of the voice that God blessed me with." I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Why do Why do you talk like that? I don't, I don't know. Like, it just happens to be like that. Because this is the accent. I just said, you know what? I'm going to talk like this. <laughs> I just woke up one day and said, "Hey, I'm, hey, man, I'm gonna talk like this, man." Yeah, because yep, I, I control it, right? It. I, I control it. Yeah, but, that's yeah, I'm excited. I, um, you know, thank you guys who have subscribed and, and listened to us. Without, without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. Absolutely. So I thank I want to thank everybody who who's done who's listened to us and critiqued us and subscribed and all that good stuff, man. We really yeah. appreciate it because without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. Jay Boy, we're coming for yeah. you, baby. We're coming for you, Jay. We're gonna have a nice virtual set. It's gonna look sweet, man. I've I've sent you I've sent you test test shots of it. It's gonna be cool. Uh-huh. Um but before we go, support for our podcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high quality wellness C B D products created by athletes just for you. So um, you know, I, I know that we're both dealing with lack of sleep, right? Focus and energy goes with that. Um, you know, your little guy doesn't sleep, neither does mine. Uh, so I'm always they tired. Say, they're so rude. So rude. I know, right? Kids. I know. So, um, but, uh, you know, if you've had, if you've had trouble with sleeping, focus, energy, immune system, or even stress or all of the above at some point, uh, which is definitely true, um, except for immune system. I've, you know, knock on wood, I've had a pretty good immune system so far. It's kind of held up for me. Uh, but stress, energy, focus, stuff like that. Yeah, that's been, you know, whatever. So that's why they came out with Just Live, uh, the new CBD gummy line. Uh, they have six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. Plus they're vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product they could trust and stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I would highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their new gummy products, you get one for free. There are six different benefits to choose from, and instead of just choosing one, visit JustLive.com, use the code SUPPORT to buy one and get one free. So it's a BOGO. Buy one, get one free. So you can try one. You get one that you know that that you're having an issue with. You get another one uh, for free. Give it a shot. See if it it helps you at at any point. I would probably try sleep and stress uh, would be the would be the two that I'm going to give a shot to maybe. Uh, So buy one, get one free of the new gummies with with the code support at justlive.com. That's buy one, get one free at justlive.com. Use the code SUPPORT. Well, that's going to do it for us. Hopefully, when you listen to us, you're not stressed out. So maybe maybe we're like your extra dose of Just Live uh, with maybe. our show. You can find us on Twitter at Troopstar28, at CoachBurton36, at Believe in Dogs. 
Um, you can you can definitely follow uh, Israel's Twitter feed. He's very very active, much more active than I am, um, and he t- <laughs> and he tweets fire, right? He or as your kids say, fi. You you tweet fi. You tweet that fi. Yes. Um, H baby fi. You can find us on on the gram <laughs> at Believe in Dogs uh, at Burton at Troopstar twenty eight. Uh, my gram game is probably not as strong as my Twitter game should be, but it's not. But you know, sometimes you just got to realize where your where your weaknesses are. Uh, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You know, talk to us. Say hey, I really like this. Justin Scott. Justin Scott Wesley. You did that. You said hey, you guys were both wrong. Well, your invitation's here. Come on. All you got to do is say, all you got to do is tell me the word and, and you're on the show, right? And we can debate, we can talk, we can we can uh, BS, we can talk about your time in Georgia, we can debate some topics and, and just just talk, man, just have a good time. So your invitation's there. Uh, any any dog alumni in any sport, your, your invitation's here. Maria Taylor, come on down. Tasha Humphrey, let's have you. Brandon Boykin, come on, man. Baseball players, tennis players. You know, if, if if you're listening, come on down, man. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. And uh, you know, men's basketball players, if uh you know, if 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 you're if you're listening, come on down. So you know the drill. Just just let us know. We'll get you on board. We're the fastest rising Georgia sports uh we're the fastest rising Georgia podcast going. Uh SEC and Biscuits gave us a great shout out, so I'd like to thank them as well. Um, they they do a lot of great things there. I think they are a, a Facebook based newsletter, um, so they 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 bring out some some pretty good information. So you should check them out. SEC and Biscuits, uh, give them a follow. They they showed us some love, so I'm gonna show them some love too. All right. So Israel, any last words before we before we wrap this thing? Uh, nothing more. Everybody, be safe out there. Um, you know, everything's everything's on the up and up, which is good, but there's still a little bit. Of, some few factors here and there, but everybody just be safe. And congratulations to our women's tennis team. Oh yeah, um, I think they're they're going to the to the championship uh, match. So uh, congratulations to the UGA tennis squad for going out there and doing work um, against the, the Vols of Tennessee. So um, I can't I can't wait to to see what see. Georgia sports are just balling right now. They yeah, really they're, are. They're and, on fire. That is a that is a testament to the, to the coaches and the support staff, the grounds crew. I mean, everybody that's involved with, with UG athletics, man, we, we really, we really appreciate it. And from two alum, we love you and yep. we'll see y'all next time. Yeah. The playing surfaces are on point too, man. The grounds crew is kicking yes. ass. So uh, hats off to you. Hats off to women's tennis. Hats off to baseball. Hats off to football. Hats off to women's basketball, men's basketball. I'll tip my hat to you too, right? They'll get it. You'll get it. You'll be fine. I'll still tip my hat to you, right? Because you wear the G. So uh, for that, for Israel Troop, I'm Corey Burton. This has been another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We thank you for listening. We'll see you back here next week when we talk about NFL draft preview stuff. And uh, as always, go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.